Section 15 of From the Latchkey of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. From the Latchkey of My Bookhouse. Edited by Olive Bupre Miller. Hawthorne, Nathaniel. American, 1804 through 1864. The solitary figure of a boy alone on the top of a rocky cliff overlooking the sea at Salem. The surge beating up on the shore and the vast ocean stretching away forever, now grim and gray and angry, now flashing into light with the gleam of myriad jewels. How Nathaniel Hawthorne loved the sea! his father had been a sailor before he died and sailed far away far far away to the indies to africa and brazil sometimes nathaniel said to his mother that he too would go to sea and never never return a shy solitary lad was nathaniel fond of his own fancies fond of his own thoughts fond of long lonely rambles by the sea or through the queer little streets of salem with their quaint old doorways and tragic memories of early witchcraft days when nathaniel was fourteen his mother moved to a little town in maine on the fresh bright waters of sebago lake here the lad began again his solitary walks exchanging the narrow streets of salem for the boundless tangled wilderness of maine he roamed the woods by day with his gun and rod and in the moonlight nights of winter skated upon the lake till midnight alone always alone when he found himself far from home and wearied with exercise he often took refuge in some woodcutter's cabin where half a tree would be burning upon the hearth but when nathaniel grew up he did not go to sea he went to Bodoin College instead, where he met two young men who were destined to great distinction, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow and Franklin Pierce. While he was here, certain new desires must have sprouted in his heart, for he wrote home to his mother, quote, How would you like some day to see a whole shelf of books written by your son, with Hawthorne's works printed on their backs? End quote. And after graduating from Bodoin, behold young hawthorne sniffing no whiffs of old ocean from behind a mast but returned to salem and writing 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 living in such seclusion too that even his own fellow-citizens in the town where he was born scarcely knew him by sight little money however came from his magazine articles even when these were published in book form as twice told tales and all too soon life unrolled another picture nathaniel now a weigher in the customs house at boston measuring coal salt and other bulky commodities that came in on foreign vessels irksome employment but for two years faithfully performed thereafter nathaniel doing a farmhand's chores at brook farm striving with other earnest thinkers to work out a way for men to lead better and simpler lives but in 1842 hawthorne married and settled down in the handsome old manse at concord a beautiful place it was the garden the woods behind and the river to which he often fled to escape from too many visitors and all his rich life there called forth a book which he named with tender affection mosses from an old manse 
in the years that followed hawthorne moved about from place to place but his powerful romance the scarlet letter settled once and for all the fact that he was a genius in a little red wooden house at beautiful lennox in the berkshires he led an idyllic life of peace and joy happy in the companionship of his wife and their three children their home stood in the midst of a broad valley that was like a great bowl flooded with golden sunshine in the center there was a lake and all around an amphitheater of hills about whose quiet peaks hung delicate purple mists like the softest of airy veils here mr hawthorne would lie in the sunshine flecked with the shadows from a tree and his little una rose and julian would climb over him and cover his chin and breast with long grass blades till he looked like pan the merry god of the woods with a verdant woodland beard he was constantly telling the children stories too and entered wholeheartedly into their play for he was always far more at home with them than with their elders whom he avoided at lennox he wrote his wonder book so loved by generations of children and his weird old story of salem the house of the seven gables in eighteen fifty three hawthorne's college friend now president pierce sent him to liverpool as american consul and for seven years he and his little family lived abroad while visiting rome and poking about into all its interesting old corners or watching the moonlight silver the majestic Colosseum and the arches and fallen columns of the ancient roman forum he made a draft of a wonderful story of rome to be known as the marble fawn when he returned once more to america hawthorne went to live at the house called the wayside in concord where he knew louisa alcott ralph waldo emerson henry thoreau and all the other interesting concord people in that lovely spot he spent the rest of his days beautiful things were the children's stories that such a lover of children left to the world but his novels are made of sterner stuff they reveal with terrific force the fact that no man can disobey the still small voice in his inmost soul that tells him when he is doing wrong without the intensest suffering headland isaac taylor american 1859 through blank isaac taylor headland has been a missionary and a professor at various universities in china and a lecturer on chinese art life and language in america once he heard a chinese nurse repeating rhymes to a baby and determined to make a collection of chinese nursery rhymes a donkey driver who heard him repeating his precious rhyme laughed and told him another one headland gave the man five cents and promised him as much more for each rhyme he could tell him soon he had nurses drivers and children all crowding to him to earn five cents by telling him nursery rhymes inside of a year he gathered six hundred many of which are curious counterparts of our own mother goose hepburn thomas n gabriel satoon scotch eighteen sixty one through blank Herford, Oliver, English-American Contemporary, Important Works, Artful Antics, Whimsical Verses. Hogg, James, The Ettrick Shepherd, Scotch, 1770-1835. through 1835. James Hogg was a Scotch shepherd who began to herd cows for a living when he was seven years old and received for a half-year's wages one ewe lamb and a pair of shoes. 
from his mother and the other shepherds the boy heard the old border ballads and stories of fairies and giants but at the age of twenty he still could not write all the alphabet the remaining letters he studied out from a book in order that he might write down a few simple verses that he had been making it chanced then that someone recited to him the poem of tom o'shanter and told him the story of burns the plowman poet that was sufficient to make the young shepherd resolve to be likewise a poet one day while he was driving his sheep into edinburgh he was seized with a sudden desire to see his verses in print at once he sat down on a stone and scribbled them off on paper then he hurried on to a publisher and induced him to put them in print these ballads attracted the attention of sir walter scott and through his kindness the ettrick shepherd soon gained some renown but though he now had a farm of his own he still retained his simple rough peasant ways once he said to scott quote, ye can never suppose that i belong to your school of chivalry ye are the king of that school but i'm king of the mountain and fairy school which is far higher than yours indeed his best poems are always the fairies when he stepped outside that charmed fairy ring his music and magic vanished holland josiah gilbert american 1819 through 1881 the founder of scribner's monthly now the century magazine hood thomas english poet 1799 through 1845 howells william dean american 1837 through 1920 for years the editor of the atlantic monthly and founder of that school of writers which portrays commonplace american life important works the flight of pony baker christmas every day Inglo, Jean, English, 1820 through 1897. Important works: Mopsa the Fairy, Stories Told to a Child. End of section 15.